Okay, athletes, coaches, and fans, the heat is on. And welcome to another episode of Podcast Shorts with the Endurance and Performance Podcast. That's right, listeners. The heat is on. Welcome back, everybody. This is Coach Dave, and this is another episode of Podcast Shorts. Remember, our goal for Podcast Shorts is concise topics, hopefully no ranting, no tangents, that take less than 20 minutes. And today's topic is heat, uh, and not so much heat adaptation, but uh, for us here in NorCal, Sonoma County, we're getting our first true uh, bout of uh, multiple days of hot weather uh, in the 90s, upper 90s for some, and uh, how that's going to you know affect us as we move into it. So again, thanks thanks for joining me. And here's what happens, uh, and it always for some reason catches us a little bit uh, off guard. And I've gotten a little bit better uh, from a coaching perspective um, and from an athletic perspective of being able to mitigate it and uh, adapt to a little bit quicker. But the first thing is just the realization that, Hey, we're going to have some really hot days. And as, as opposed to going into that with the just business as usual, start to do some forethinking in terms of your, your workouts and your training, and even just your daily activity in terms of uh, how we manage it, because we're typically, uh, initially we're not well adapted to it. Um, whether that's even just the psychological side of dealing with the heat, you know, and how it feels, uh, cause there's a big mental component to just understanding, Hey, it's hot. Or just saying it's really, really hot. And then that gets into your brain a little bit. Um, again, not going to get off topic on the psychological side to that, but the physical and the physiological side is, is definitely real. And some people manage it better, uh, just generally, just genetically, uh, or upbringing manage it better, but we can also, uh, be a little bit more thoughtful with it in terms of taking care of it so in, as opposed to knowing that it's going to be hot. So here's, uh, here's some ideas for you. Uh, so with the first bouts of heat, you know, so how can, you know, how can we, we deal with it? And um, let's, let's start with this. Realize that it's going to get hot. Um, adapt your hydration. So if you normally drink X amount of water uh, or fluids that you take in on a daily basis, just make sure you're taking a little bit more. If you get any kind of exposure to it, even if it's just in short bouts, depending on um, where and how you work, you know, for example, yesterday, it wasn't as hot yesterday as it is here today. But a couple of things for me is one, I spent about four and a half to five straight hours for the most part uh, outside exposed to sun very little to no shade and the heat. Um, so if my initial is I, for me, I need to realize, okay, I, I need to take some time to adapt to it as I start getting more exposure to being outside as, um, again, getting out of the COVID period, starting to coach more in person and do some things. Uh, so there's that, that piece to it. So for me, I was actually smart enough to, I actually felt like I did a decent job of staying hydrated, but um, later on, like this morning, I realized I was maybe not even enough. And I thought I had done more, um, to do that. And the second piece is that made, this is the part that really made me think about doing one of the podcast shorts is I did a workout yesterday afternoon on, on the bike trainer indoors. And I typically do these in our garage and 
it gets sun later in the day. Like for parts of the day, it's okay. And again, depending on the time and time of day, time of year, it's, it's not too much of an issue. But uh, yesterday was pretty toasty. I was fortunate that it wasn't a, a very hard workout, uh, more moderate uh, in nature and with some sort of stronger efforts, but it did get hot. Um, and you know, I took plenty of fluids, but I could feel the effects of that, of that heat you know, later that evening, and even a little bit this morning, uh, as far as that goes. So just just being aware of that just kind of shocked me into the system. And, and I was, you know, thinking about it, too, is sometimes we need to get that little bit of punch in the face for us to realize how much it hurts, uh, as far as, you know, the heat side to it goes, we need a little bit of exposure. Uh, but Anyway, some thoughts for mitigating. First, hydrated, right? Um, be aware of it, stay hydrated, to start to take on a little bit more fluids. And the second thing, which is really, really important, is how do we adapt our workouts? Um, if you're just doing easy, moderate workouts, it may not be a big change. Um, train at your normal time of day. Like if you normally train though in the middle of the day and it's 15, 20 degrees hotter, you have to be really careful in terms of doing that. Um, so the first thing is sometimes you might just have to slow down, back off a little bit um, and let your body take some time to adapt. Um, the second thing is, is quality. It's the quality of workout versus uh, the heat exposure. If we are not used to doing any kind of quality workouts or any workouts in the really true heat of the day when it's really hot, we have to be careful with that. We don't want to sacrifice quality workouts. You know, if that's an interval workout, uh, maybe a long workout, whatever you just deem to be a quality workout. In, in my mind, every workout's important, but some workouts are easier to, to tolerate. So if you're doing a, a hard ride or a hard run, then you may have to move it to earlier in the day, just move it up. Well, if you maybe even if you normally run at, you know, eight in the morning, move it to seven or seven to six, whatever it is to ensure that you have a little bit cooler conditions to get the quality of the workout in. And I will always say this, and this kind of goes um, a little bit more depth in terms of in heat training is don't ever sacrifice a quality of a workout for heat adaptations. There's there's times and places to do workouts that help with heat adaptation. If you're going to an event where you're racing in conditions that are hotter than what you're normally used to, um, but quality workouts tend not to fit into that, into that category. So don't sacrifice your quality um, for your heat adaptation. So be careful with that. Uh, and then when you're finished, if you can put yourself in cooler environments, and we talked about that with the sleep aspect in the previous podcast, uh, the sleep uh, podcast short, is how important it is to sleep in cool environments, but when you recover, to recover in cooler environments um, as much as you can. So that, that those are the key things to start. You know, so just sort of layer your approach to it. Uh, we don't want this total immersion into heat adaptation. So take it slowly, uh, slower um, exposure to the heat. And here's one thing that's really key, and this goes into adapting to it in the now, but also for those that are going, maybe going into really hot races. And it really applies for altitude races too. The best way to begin to mitigate heat is be really fit. Um, the more fit we are, the more mitochondrial density we have closer to our skin. And then when um, we drive blood flow, um, we, we have better evaporative cooling that way. So um, in general, really fit athletes probably have some 
uh, exposure genetic side to it, but they also are because of their fitness level and their mitochondrial density at their at the surface level of their skin just dis they just dissipate heat better. So so again, get get fit is a really a really good piece to it. And further thinking too is as you start to layer in your approach to adapting to, to the heat. And I'm talking about just heat in, in your own environment where it's starting to get hotter. Uh, we have extended days of heat is a long workout are good ways to sort of expose yourself to it. And I don't mean the whole workout. And for example, long ride or long run, start it in the cooler part of the day, start in the morning when you might normally, or maybe you have to move it up a little bit earlier and ride into or run into um, that hotter part of the morning. Um, and then you get the, a slow exposure to it as opposed to just that total put yourself in the sauna um, for the whole workout. And then the, the quality of the workout delineates. And not only does the quality of that workout delineate um, and drops off, but the recovery takes longer. And put that into consideration if you get heat exposed. The time it takes for your body to recover from heat, um, it, it gets advanced as well. So getting to the backside of this, you know, for example, some of you again are you might just take extra water with you. So think about some of the little cooling strategies that these are some things that we use with our, with our athletes uh, that might be in races or in hot, hot workouts where you know you're going to be out. This may be as simple as just making sure you have enough fluid accessible or that you bring it with you. Um, sometimes it's just being able to, if you wear a hat, get your, can you get your hat wet and cold from it's a was it a water fountain at a park is it something that you've carried with you um i've done and had athletes go as far as wet your hat you know and freeze it before you're going to go out um, especially for those of you that are triathletes and do do transition runs and run off the bike uh, where your, your bike ride might, might not be that hot or the back end of it might only be a little bit but when you get out and run because your core temperature is already high uh, it's already got warm outside. That run feels really hot. So ways to mitigate that. The other thing too is don't be afraid to freeze bottles. Uh, freeze one if you have a couple of bottles. Uh, there's now a lot of good, great small handheld bottles or bottles that fit in flip belts uh, where you can maybe freeze one and one's not. Uh, you can even hold one in your hand. There's a lot of cooling um, areas in your hand. There's a lot of research on that. So carry something cold in your hand. That, that works really well. Too. So again, uh, another podcast short dedicated to heat adaptation or cooling strategies for races probably will be a good one for me here, maybe in a, in a few weeks. But um, so a couple of things for you for the, for the future that uh, as far as that next, that podcast will go, it's, as I, as I think about this now is um, if we're racing in hot weather, there are some great adaptation strategies. Some people just, they're in hot environments all the time, so they don't need to use strategies. But if you're moving into hotter strategies, and there are some good approaches by using saunas, which can be overdone and they can be abused. Uh, I've seen that happen. And I see the detrimental effects on athletes with that. Um, hot tubs as well. A lot of good research on that um, to do that. And coming up soon, talking about a race that can get really hot is Western States endurance and that's 100 miles it starts in squaw valley california actually i think it's called olympic valley now and it's 100 miles from there to auburn uh, point to point 
and some of the it starts in the starts in the early in the morning like a 5 5 a.m start and it tends to be really cool uh it goes up to altitude goes up very high it starts at six thousand feet and and goes higher um and then drops down into the valleys down um into some of the lower lying areas below cool California and below uh, Forest Hill. Uh, and it can get really, really hot in those canyons. And some of their cooling strategies, their um, heat mitigation strategies and their pacing strategies are all built around that. It's even as well as some of those people are adapted to the heat and everyone there is gonna have different strategies and some people out there longer. So if you can get some visuals of that and that race is not this coming weekend, um, it's, it's the last weekend, uh, this year, it's the last weekend in, uh, September, excuse me, September in June. Right. Um, so there probably won't be much live coverage, but watch some of the YouTube covers that will come out afterwards when you, when you see that and the elites will be different and than those that are, are less elite. And so they might start in the cool run in the middle of the day when it's very hot. And some people are going to be finishing in the evening when it's, when it has cooled off some, and some of them, those people have very good heat mitigation strategies. So it's, it's, it's fun to watch them and, and see how they process. So anyway, that's my take. And just as a reminder right now, slow adaptation to it. Uh, don't go total immersion and, and whack yourself in the face just because it, it's gotten hot. Hydrate throughout the day, back your pace off and don't, please don't sacrifice the quality of your workout. Um, to get some sort of heat adaptation and just plan ahead when your quality workouts are coming, move them into the cooler part of the day. Or if you can, if you can do a treadmill workout or a bike workout in a cooler or air conditioned environment, do that, but get that quality right and don't sacrifice it uh, just for some uh, heat mistakes. All right. That's what I've got for you. Thanks for listening. And thanks for joining me on the endurance and performance podcast shorts. Have a good one, everybody. Enjoy your racing, enjoy your training, and uh, don't cook yourself. Thanks, everyone, for joining us on the Endurance and Performance Podcast, wherever you might be and whatever you're doing. I hope that if you like the show, you'll subscribe to the podcast and share it with people of similar mindset that are looking for meaningful discussions around improving your performances and enjoyment of endurance sport. If you'd like to contact us, email addresses are available in the show notes. We would also love to hear from you and answer your questions. Until next time, enjoy the process.